Welcome to the Fins Up Podcast. I'm your host, Sado Dan, and tonight I'm with a very special guest. The guest to end all special guests. I feel like I didn't hype it up enough, but I'm joined, and I only believe it because I'm here to see it, by the returning, the big man, I Morts. Or the artist formerly known as I Morts. Terry, how the hell have you been? Dan, I've been sensational. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm good, but I felt like you ghosted me. I felt like a fat bitch on Bumble getting ghosted. You heard me. Yeah, look, I, I did. I, I literally went through the messages of rejection uh, where I just wasn't able to make podcast after podcast. I, I think, it was it the Toby Rudolph podcast? I think there was, was one after. I'm not 100% sure. I think it was December, though, so it's a good couple of months. Feels like longer. Yeah, I know. I've missed you. Mate, you too. Thank you. That that makes me feel good. I really have me. I have to say though, I'm very surprised that you asked me to come back on after listening to that podcast that you and Ron did. Mate, Ron, he's a, he's a smooth operator. What can I say? That was uh, look. We we've done some great podcasts. We've created some you know magic here. But I'll tell you what, Ron really pushed it. Yeah, I, I think you you said to me that apart from the Toby Ru- the Toby Rudolph podcast, that's been our the one with Ron's been our highest rating. Uh, Pod, and I didn't think anyone anything would beat the uh, Anton Pose and New Zealand Warriors, but here we are. Mate, he came, he came in. Look, the Roosters and their two fans both listened, but we had some really good feedback from the Newtowns fans. We uh, we got into a good Jets chat at the end, and despite a quick cameo from his uh, his kitty, um, yeah. yeah, that <laughs> it was howling halfway through. Wanted to be fed. It was very very entertaining. Good gear, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'd really love to uh, to do a podcast with uh, Ron during the year. So, you know, he's always welcome. We've got to we've got to get all the guests back on that we had, apart from the Dragons fan. Can't can't have Courtney back. Can't on. have that. And I I want to vote for Mario Life Band. Yeah, we'll we'll get rid of Mario, Josh Robbo, Life Band. Done. Um, yeah. Pretty much everyone except Ron. Yeah. Yeah. Works pretty much. Me. Yeah. Ron and, Ron and Anton, and, and the Cowboys fan, he was a cracker. Yeah, the Cowboys. Well. Yeah, it was good. Special shout-out to Steggs, too, who's um, who's come in late in the last couple of weeks. Uh, did do the Nines preview and review on short notice. That was very good. But, mate, we're here yeah. to talk some rugby league, and more specifically, we're here to talk about the Sharks. All that rubbish yeah. is done. We stop pretending that we give two shits about other clubs. We're here to talk about the black, white, and blue. Well, we're here to, let's, let's talk about some, some rugby league. It's back, Dan. Rugby league's back. Mate, doesn't... Mate, I need this. And fuck, yeah. doesn't Twitter need it? Twitter, Twitter needs it. I'll tell you what, today we were talking about uh, tipping competitions and stuff, and um, one of the guys at the company turned around and goes, well, when's, when's, the, when's round one? And I was like, what's next next Thursday? And you see everyone smile and positivity and production goes up, knowing that rugby league is back. And we've been blessed, we've been blessed, Dan, with a really good off-season of international footy, um, some wicked trials, the All Stars game, the the Nines, Super League started early. God bless it, but rugby league's back then. The yeah. NRL's back. It just there's something in the air. They say in spring something's in the air. Rugby league, there's something in the air. Yeah, rugby league's back. It's beautiful, isn't it? So let's let's review the Sharks 2019 season, Dan. Uh, in one word, sum it up. Inconsistent hyphen as hyphen fuck underline exclamation mark. Sums it up for yeah. me. I've got, I've, look, I've got down here disappointing. Um, and I guess that stems that we had a disappointing preseason. You know, disappointed we lost our coach. Uh, disappointed we got a cap breach. 
disappointed that it turns out that our cat, our coach has screwed our cat for the next couple of years. Um, you know, disappointed with Matt Moylan, disappointed with Sean Johnson, Andrew Fafida, um, disappointed with Chad Townsend's second half of the year because in the first half of the year he looked like the best halfback in the competition. Um, but if it wasn't disappointed, then you've got to say you're right. It was inconsistent, wasn't it? Mate, it was. We had some positives. We had some young kids. You know, Bronson Zeri made his debut. Will Kennedy got some football. Uh, Ronaldo became a big part of the team. You know, Katoa got some more. Hamlin Newelli. Uh, so we got we got plenty of players that were like earmarked as the next big thing. Got some footy under the belt. So I don't think it was a complete loss in that respect. Yeah, look, I've got to, that's a, you know, in, in terms of on my notepad, I've got the word youth down here. And as you said, Will Kennedy got some games, even though he didn't look at his best. And I don't know if it was a comfort over a nerves thing. I think he's a very confident kid. And, um, you know, he had to play against the, the Broncos up in Brisbane and, he sort of didn't do Ronaldo any favours on his debut. So I think if you've got a rookie one and five up in, you know, who have got less than 100 minutes of football between them up on, you know, up in Brisbane, you're on a hiding to nothing. Um, you know, Zeri got some games. Uh, and he, you know, despite the fact that, yes, he had some issues with his hands, which he sorted, and his defence sometimes wasn't the best, he also had us up on our feet, you know, and you know, give you goosebumps. You haven't seen some electricity and some tries like that since Andrew Eddie has really. Mate, haven't there was a Hattie Hattie in Wollongong to put the dragons to the sword, uh, breaking yeah. DWZ's ankles. It yeah. just it, uh, it like you said, it's it's an excitement we probably haven't had for a few years. Yeah, and then I mean Ronaldo, um like you you mentioned Ronaldo, but towards the end of the year, he was just about my favorite player, his passion, his enthusiasm. Um you know, I really enjoyed him being in our team and there were you know times when he was named in the number 21 and you know we, we named Matt Moylan but you knew that he was going to come in so everything was alright and you know he'd, he'd get the ball and you'd just see that that charge that run that energy and you know he had the Tigers fan base on strings uh, uh, after round 25 he did mate. Um, did you yeah. did you see in the aftermath when all the Tigers fans were giving him grief and there was a homeless guy that he gave pizza to and they all just yeah. shut the fuck up. That was poetry. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was good to see, you know, Kyle Flanagan got some more games. It's a shame he's not with us anymore. Um, Hamlin Newelli, you know, big big bopper came down from Townsville and just ate nothing but burgers. He said so himself. And, you know, John Morris asked him if he wanted to be a footballer. He turned his season around. Jack Williams got more game time. Britton Nakora. Um, at the beginning of the year, everyone would have said he would have been the rookie of the year, the way he started the season off. Mate, it's funny you uh-huh. mentioned Nakora because he um, he's played so many games, he doesn't feel like a rookie anymore. And I, I named yeah. six or seven rookies, and our best one wasn't in that. He just feels like he's rusted on, been there for years. Yeah, and then, you know, you're talking about Blake Braley, who has 15 games or 15 appearances to his name, but his total minutes uh, probably add up to less than three first-grade football games. So we're... we're pretty much going in with a rookie number nine. Um, and I think we're going to be better equipped for it, you know. And, um, we've, we've made some some pretty astute signings for going into 2020. Uh, you know, obviously we're happy Jesse Ramian's back. Uh, Connor Tracy, Jesus, he looks like a phenomenal pickup. Uh, Royce Hunt, uh, Mawini Hirodi, there's just some good players. Connor Lewin came down from the Cowboys 
think one or two years ago, he's gonna you know he's gonna be pushing it for Frank Pompello. So we're 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 good for stocks, Dan. We're really good for stocks, and I think that that season, that 2019 season, as disappointing as it was, like I'm glad that it ended how it did because it just sort of makes you remember what it's like to be a Sharks fan because we've been spoiled, you know, the last five years with top four finishes and and the premiership. But you just sort of remember that there's always that there's always that Cronulla just waiting to rear its head again and. Yes, we made the finals, and it's a positive because there's 16 teams in the competition, and you know you make the finals, so that's a pass because you probably won more games than you lost, unless you're the Broncos. But yeah, I think I think 2019 is going to teach this club a big lesson on what it needed to improve on, and and if if anything, I think 2019 would have brought our team closer together. You know, people are. You know, James Hooper's written nine articles about Josh Morris, and probably 11 articles about how we're going to implode. But I think, if anything, and you and I have had some insight into this, it's probably brought the team a little bit closer. Mate, absolutely agreed. You check all the Instagrams. Every photo, you know, you got Ronaldo messing with T. Wilton. you got the guys in, in New Guinea. Dugan's in the paper every day for something negative, but he's on Twitter interacting with kids every day. He went to New Guinea. He's dancing. You know, you got Bronson dancing this morning with a couple of the players. And Ronaldo, you know, despite the, the Finney, you know, tragic news, it's really galvanised the team and put them together. And they they just look a happier and hell and they look a fitter squad. I tell you what, MVP of Instagram is Andrew Fafita. <laughs> he is he is really taking a shining to Bronson Zeri's nose. He certainly has, mate. And he's jet ski too. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and you said the, the the fitness of the squad as well. You and I obviously we sat down with Toby, and you know some things were said off the air um, about you know, how different the preseason was. But he also mentioned the fact that John Morris isn't making them go for 10K runs and making them do the sand dunes and making them do laps from sunrise to sunset. They're just, they're doing rugby league things every day. They're doing 80 minutes of rugby league drills to make them rugby league fit. And, you know, they have, we have seen them on the sand dunes and we have seen them do the 1.2, but you're also seeing the ball in their hand a lot more than, than other teams you know we put up pictures of you know training days and you just see them with the ball in their hand from picture one to picture 30 whereas if you have a look at say south sydney they're running a lot more probably to get latrell's weight down but you know lots of teams are just doing lots of runs and lots of road runs which we just seem to be on the paddock doing a lot of ball work and as you're right we we look fit when chad townsend i wasn't i'm not sure if it was on his podcast or it was an interview we did um, but he said that they're, they're pumping out numbers very similar to 2016, and 2016 was a good season. Yeah, well, it wasn't bad. That was for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I have to leave my wife again to, you know, that's a, that's something I'm willing to do for the boys, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the boys. There's some mistruth to that statement, but we won't go into that right now. Hey, um, look, I, I'm enjoying the fact that, look, we're in the papers all the time, as usual, we're the Sharks. But we're not, um, you know, John Morris has had a full season, uh, off-season under his belt now as yeah. coach. And it just, you know, it, it just feels like it's good It's good not to be linked with a move to Perth every second day in the papers again. But we're in the paper every, every day at the moment because we're actually asking a player to honour his contract. It's, it's unshark-like, mate. I mean, and it's funny because if you go back to 
like the Jairo situation, right? And I found it. I dug up an article from Hooper with the Jairo situation. It said the Titans had to stand firm <laughs> with Jairo um, and make him honour his contract. But in the same breath, he's saying that Cronulla have to release Josh Morris to the Roosters. <laughs> that that bold son of a bitch. <laughs> it's 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 just incredible. Like, and, and I get you know Josh Morris and, and his brother Brett share this incredible bond. And you know, let's talk about Josh for a little bit now. And he, he wants to go play for the Roosters because he wants to end his career with his brother. Well, three of the last four years he played with him at the Bulldogs. Exactly. How many premierships they win together? They didn't win any. Exactly. Um, and yes, I know that. You know, we've got that cap situation. But if we let go of Josh Morris, we've essentially got to sign two players. And, you know, we're probably just going to bump up the contracts of two development players and then bring another two guys into that development squad. But it's, you know, at the moment, we're just... I mean, even Buzz is having a dig now saying that we have to get rid of him. We have to get rid of Josh Morris. Like, why? Why are we being bullied into that? We don't have to do anything until June 20. So... Just let it work itself out. There might be another player that wants to leave. Who knows? Exactly right. And there's so much can happen between now and then. An injured player, you know, maybe Dugan gets picked up, goes to England. There's a question about it, so I won't touch it now because I actually have an answer to that. But uh, nines, mate. Did you catch any of the nines? Um, I watched two games. I watched us lose to the Dragons and I watched us beat the Bulldogs. That's two humongous... Differences in, in footballing ability. That that yeah. first couple of minutes against the Dragons, we had 100% possession and Sione Katoa scored, you know, almost untouched under the post. And we were we were flying. We were gonna we had one end on the trophy. Then Chad Townsend missed a kick from right in the front. Mate, you you need to. I'll, I'm gonna send you a link uh, to SharksForever.com in the nine section when Chad missed that uh, drop goal from right in front. And people defended it, saying that that was a pressure kick. You turn out right in front, no one charging at you. That's not a fucking pressure kick. That's, that's, not at all. That's, no, that's that's not a pressure kick at all. Look, I'm, I'm telling you, you give me a bag of cocaine and half a bottle of Jim Beam, and I'll go and nail that ten out of ten times. Mate, it's uh, typical Chad Townsend. A lot of apologists, but uh, oh. the next. <laughs> The, the depth of his defence, like, if he defended half as well as his fucking defenders online, he'd be a brilliant halfback. <laughs> as long as he didn't have to run or kick or, you know, try and do something with an overlap. That's, mate, took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, the, yeah. the next day, though, look, the Sharks got a right to their credit the next day. Although we did concede in the first possession, the Bulldogs went 100 yeah. metres and scored. Uh, but then when I think we scored five straight tries... Uh, Morris, Morris with a hattie, you know, Ronaldo with one of the tries of the tournament, thought Ramian looked good, Connor Tracy looked outstanding, Chad, to his credit, set up a nice try from my boy Connor, uh, complete, complete turnaround, the damage unfortunately was done. Yeah, and that's, that's the disappointing thing, like if we were going to lose to the Dragons, you know, if we'd lost to the Dragons like 12-5, we'd probably go through, but that, we just didn't go into damage control, we just, I don't know, we just... Shark liked and tainted. Mate, but... we, sh- we shit the bed. Did you that first that first side he picked on paper? Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't love it, but you know the nines. Who the who the fuck knows, honestly? But you had guys like Woods who actually played quite well, but Jack Williams and there were just too many middle forwards. I I thought he got it very wrong, and in the second day when he picked Toby and you know 
um, Magulius, you know, Teague Wilton, that kind of player. It, there's no, you know, it's, it's no secret that middle forwards don't win you too many nines games. Yeah, and, and he picked, it's, it's, not, it's not just the players that he picked, but it's also their attributes. And he picked players with no lateral movement. And you just have to look at, Chad Townsend was on his toes and Tristan Saylor just skipped around him because Chad doesn't move very well. No. And Woods doesn't move very well and, and Williams doesn't move very well laterally. But then guys like Toby, guys like Billy, guys like Teague who are young and enthusiastic and, and you know, to- we, we mentioned that Toby's rough defence is Matt Pryor-like. Yeah, absolutely So, right. yeah, it's, I don't know. The Nines was disappointing for me. I'm glad Parramatta and the Dragons didn't win it. I'm stoked. I guess, you know, if, if another team had to win it, um, you know, the Cowboys winning it again and my boy Scotty Drinkwater getting MVP. Absolutely right, mate. I've been talking up Scotty, you know, uh, tremendously. Uh, hot, hot tip out of Townsville, Scott Drinkwater won't be in their round one team. That that would be ridiculous, honestly. If he get, doesn't get picked over Ben Hampton, oh, just, oh. Well, Val Holmes is going to be the fullback. Mm. Michael Morgan's going to be the seven, and Jake Clifford's going to be the six. Yeah, wouldn't you play him in centre over Hampton, though? Uh, no, I, I think they're going to send him back to Q Cup to learn to be a six. Dear, ooh, risky. I'll tell you what, if he wants to come down and play fullback, I know a team. Yeah. Oh, well, we're in cap, we're in cap struggles, mate. We, we, apparently, we've got to get rid of Josh Morris. So. Look, true. I'm fantasy um, booking here. <laughs> Look, I'll just say the one thing about the Nines that was really disappointing for me was that we signed the best Nines player in the world and he came out the next day and said that he was more worried about the NRL season. And it's like, you know what? Fuck you, Sean. I really want that trophy. Yeah, me too, mate. I go I go to bed thinking about that trophy way too much. Like, I, I didn't know I wanted that trophy until we lost the grand final to South. And now just, just fucking give it to me. Just, just give me that trophy. That's all we want. Let's start training Nines now, eh? Now, look, Johnson was... Hey, look, I'm going to touch on it real quick. I forgot this earlier. Everyone post-flogging to the Dragons was like, oh, it's just the nines, you're all blowing up, blah, blah, blah. The reason I was so shitty was we gave away as many penalties in our game as there'd been in the tournament up to that stage. Chad Townsend blew two overlaps. I've got them on my phone, including my reaction. I'll show them to you later. Uh, We got burn up the middle, and we couldn't hold the ball, and Sean Johnson didn't do anything exactly what cost us last year that was my frustration yeah like like he took the i remember he took the line on when we were up well maybe it was just before we scored our try he took the line on and made a break and he turned the ball inside of jack williams and i was like this is it this is what we paid sean johnson for this is this is what we're gonna do and then he got hooked that was it and didn't do anything that was it 30 was seconds it. of brilliance that's, um, you know, but I'm okay with 30 seconds of brilliance. Let's knock that. Yeah. Look, it's, you know, each their own. Like, my wife loves it, whatever. Definitely right, you know. It's just, uh, that's a that's a beautiful hat. Mate, did you catch much of the trial on Sunday night? No, oh, so let's uh, talk New Guinea first, we, my bad. Jumping ahead. We did. We, did we, we went to Papua New Guinea with a very inexperienced squad. We lost 18-30 to the Bulldogs, but we're up 18-10. And it's interesting to know that the Dogs sent pretty like uh, as not a full strength squad but a much stronger squad than us and when we had like for like in terms of our strongest and their strongest squad we're up 18 10 we'd scored four tries and missed three goals so definitely shark like um but when we took our players off when you know uh 
Bailey came off and Patterson came on. Um, when we took, you know, the forward, like Toby had an incredible game up there. Um, you know, when when we put the young kids on, when uh, you know, we when we took our, I guess our guys who were fighting for that first grade squad and put a lot of our flag guys on. Uh, that's when the, the Bulldogs came home with twenty unanswered points. But I wasn't really disappointed, you know, because I saw enough from those fringe guys like your Will Kennedys, your Katoas, um, Lorenzo Molotalo, Vito Tavaga. He had a really good game on the weekend as well. When you when you talk about those guys, they did enough for me to say that our depth looks all right. Perfect. I, I love it. I thought, look, it, it came across to me as a chance to get over and make some new fans. Yeah. Um, sending Dugan was a really smart move. Gets him involved. Gets him out of the you know the Twitter world, and yeah. uh, it gave it gave the kids a chance. An unfortunate injury to King, which will end his season. But apart yeah. from that, I think it was a pretty pretty decent hit out. Yeah, that's the, look. Look, that was really the. I guess that's probably the most unfortunate thing that's happened to us this uh, off season is um, is Cameron King's injury. But you know. You've always got to sort of take a positive with a negative, and and you you and I both know, and we even said it on Twitter that Cam King was pretty pretty close to coming on our podcast. Um, but you know he's he's in pretty good spirits, and he said it's just an opportunity now for Kyle Patterson and Zach Wolford to step up. Um, so you know that's 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 the position that we're in now, and you know hopefully Kingy, um, you know. God bless him. Uh, comes back stronger next year. I, from from everything that we've heard, he's been great around the squad. So I really hope we keep him. I, I, I hope we keep him around for twenty twenty, and you know, even achieve his contract for the thirtieth man in in twenty twenty one. Absolutely agreed. I think he's the kind of player. You know, nice guy in the world by all reports. Got got a lot of experience despite his you know his injury history. I think he's a good person to have around the club. And we we have yeah. some young freakish young nines coming through. But I mean, yeah. it's tough to throw a kid with zero game time straight on the bench. So, and and look, yeah, we we were we were always talking that um, there was going to be utility spot up for grabs, and whether it was going to be him or whether it was going to be Connor Tracy or whether you know we we're going to go with four forwards and make that utility spot for Billy McGoolis or it was going to be Scott Simonson, but. You know, he, he had his hand up there, and it's it's such a shame because, you know, even if you have a look on the Featherston Rovers um, message board, they are, there's a thread for Cameron King because he was their player of the year. And when the news went over there that he tore his ACL, their fans were actually going, well, I'm shattered for him. So he didn't leave on bad terms, and by all reports, he's, he's a great guy. So I wish him all the best. Yeah, absolutely great. Did you catch much of Sunday, mate? I, I didn't. I, I sort of binge watched it. My, I was driving my daughter home and she was watching the game. Um, I made her take the headphones out so I could listen to her. Um, just as we pulled into Wollongong, Toby Rudolph scored his try. Amazing. Uh, and then uh, I saw Manly hit back, and then I saw Franklin Pele score under the post, and then my phone died. Um, so I have gone back and just watched it, uh, watched it back over, and. Pretty good hit out. Uh, I, I, I had a I had a chuckle at the beginning when the tweet came out that Sean Johnson had missed the game. And it's, man, it just brought it brought back some memories. It certainly get used to it. It's gonna happen plenty of times. Did you did you see the opening fifteen seconds? Yeah, I, uh, you're talking about the kickoff and then the, the, kick the kickoff. Touch. So those that didn't oh. didn't catch the game, uh, Manly kicked off and kicked it into friggin' Cronulla, 
it went that far over the back line. And then Chad Townsend took the penalty kick and it went seven to eight metres backwards from halfway. It was just, we just, it was like, fuck it, let's start over. There, there, was a, there was a really, really bad breeze, but and, and I mean, this is, you know, people talk turn around and say that he's the best in-game manager, um, you know, at the club, and that's the reason why he's at number seven. If you had half a brain in that breeze, because you can see it on the TV, right? You can, because you can see the flags moving, you can see the trees going. Just take the tap. <laughs> it was so obvious. We were sitting in the stands, and you could feel the breeze, and it was pretty well covered. Not, yeah, not the just, smartest just, decision. Just, just take the... I mean, Chad's hair is perfect, and Chad's hair was flapping yeah, that breeze. Exactly right. Even the Lego was moving, mate. It was crazy. Take the tap, Chad. Just take the fucking tap. Mate, out um, of that game, I thought Connor Tracy was absolutely outstanding. By far our best player. And I think yeah. our, our mate, Toby Rudolph, has just booked himself a position in round one. Yeah, look, I'm got, we, we ran out three halves on that day. We had, uh, obviously, Chad started, Connor Tracy, and uh, Braden Trindle. And we looked good when Trindle had the ball. We looked good when Tracy had the ball. And we just looked ordinary when Chad had it. And, and yes, I am a Chad basher, but it's a trial game, and he still showed no flair. He still did the same uncreative, characteristic, inside ball bullshit that he does. And uh, yeah, he just pisses me off. <laughs> we're gonna we're I think we're members one and two of the Chad Bash Club. But my my boy Connor, he, he set the game alight. He set up the first try. He scored two. He uh, scored the first yeah. try, you dickhead. Yeah, but he was the one who put Williams through the gap too. So <laughs> yeah. you know, set it up and scored it. Scored a second yeah. try. Uh, Mate, kick teeth better. What a line that was by Jack Williams, though. And, and you know, obviously he's not going to be the Paul Gallon replacement, but he's he looks like he's had a pretty good pretty good uh, preseason, old Jackie. Certainly does, mate. He's in he's in pristine shape. I mean, he's just yeah, the biggest, the muscles. biggest. Well, that's you know that's the joke we sort of got on because he missed a lot of one on one tackles. But we'll see, mate. I'm feeling I'm feeling better about him than I was this time last week. Yeah, um, yeah. Look, obviously standouts: Connor Tracy, Toby Rudolph. Royce Hunt, um, Franklin Pele. Uh, I didn't think Billy McGoolis did a lot to really cement himself. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk in the off season about his finish. You know, he, he had to he had two games in NRL this year, and then his finish to New South Wales Cup was the best that it could be. Outstanding. Um, and and he was going to put pressure on Jack Williams to get on the bench, but. I don't know if he's done enough. I I don't think so. I think he and Teague Wilton have played them out, themselves out of bench positions for round one. Yeah, look, I think that final bench position, you're going to have guys like himself, like Scott Sorensen, Royce Hunt. um, You're going to have, you know, Jason Bakuya is coming back off his ankle injury, so he's going to be there or thereabouts. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if Billy did enough to really stamp claim. Um, I did like what I saw from Aaron Woods in the nines and on the weekend. I thought Fafita was looking a little bit better. Uh, Jesse Ramian looks, you know, as difficult as ever to stop. Um, Sione Katoa looks really good. Katoa looked really good. You know who really stood out for me, mate? Talakai. Yeah. He was yeah, yeah, ginormous. Like and he, yeah. he, was, he played... He was a weapon last year for Newtown, and we've upgraded him now. He's a shark. 
He went off with a head knock. Now, this is the bloke who would fail the HIA even when he was completely sober. He came back. I swear this guy doesn't feel pain. And just went back into bashing Manly forwards. It was just incredible. I'm a huge Talakai fan. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a big Talakai fan as well, and uh, so he's he's got to be putting his hand up for for a spot. Um, yeah, I thought I thought he was, and, and you know what? He, as well, you talk it's a good shout for Talakai because he's someone who has played centre for Souths as well, um, and he can play in that edge back row, and you can throw him in the middle, and you're not going to lose much, and he's just like he's just like a little little ball that just <laughs> he's got no he's got no pain threshold. He loves it. It's impossible. Mate, my highlight of the game, though, was when Franklin Pele scored under the post and the announcer said, you know, try by Aaron Woods. Yeah. Now, look, they don't look alike. I'm just just going to throw it out there. Yeah. Aaron Woods is tall and lean and Franklin Pele is a wrecking ball and Franklin Pele is black. (laughs) Your words, not mine, mate. But, yeah, that's exactly it. They don't look alike. A slight oversight from the man with the mic. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, one one is the colour of snow and the other ones are Samoan. Yeah, it was a very, very big oversight. But, uh, you know, yeah, good fun. I had a laugh. That's the main thing. Yeah, look, I, I laughed about that as well because I was like, who scored that try? And then when you hear you know, try to Sharks number 10, Aaron Woods, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, good. you good got time. it wrong. <laughs> Mate. Yeah, you got me there. But um, all in all, a, a, a really, really good win for us. Um, that that try, actually, you know what? That try right on on half time where Chad actually put the kick in uh, wasn't a good kick. It just lucky it took that deflection off it, the manly player and Katoa read it. Mate, that's the thing. When it happened, I said he couldn't even fuck it up properly because he tried to kick it badly and it deflected up yeah. into Katoa's hands. But remember, remember, he's had three. He had sorry, he had two chip kicks last year, and both of them didn't clear the front line and then he's done it again in a trial but this time we got lucky so he, Good old. He, couldn't even mess it, he couldn't even mess it up properly Good like old Chad just get charged down mate that's it seriously dead good preseason come away with 28-16 win look Manly didn't have the turbos or, or uh, giraffe neck um, we didn't have Sean Johnson, Matt Moylan, uh, Josh Dugan, and uh, for some reason, Paul Gallon didn't play. Yeah, I know, just, uh, what the hell? And uh, Bronson and Ronaldo were out too, so yeah, you know, both teams Bronson. are missing plenty of first-grade cattle. Yeah, yeah, and look, if, if anything, it's just nice to beat Manly, so I'll take it. That's what we were saying. I don't care that it's a trial, just hang on. We need to beat these yeah. tricks. Yeah, that's it. It's, uh, it's a win over Manly, so uh, rugby league wins. <laughs> it does, mate. It certainly does. 2020, Terry. So, yeah, 2020. Oh, look, I'm going into this season a lot more optimistic than what I'm seeing online. A lot of people have us dropping out of the top eight, and obviously that goes because we've lost guys like Matt Pryor, uh, Paul Gallen, uh, Syed Fecky. Um, you know, people actually rate Jaden Braley, which is really dumb. Um, you know, and then, you know, people said that our, our depth has been stretched, but we've added a really, really good centre in Jesse Ramian who loves the Sharks. We've added Connor Tracy, picked up Royce Hunt, picked up uh, Hirodi. We upgraded a lot of guys from the Jets. Um, we've got just a lot of young kids and, you know, young players like Toby Rudolph. We've gone from having a really, really old squad to being that good balance again that we had in 2016. Absolutely agree. Everything you said. I think our depth better this year and I think a lot of that comes on 
the back of Newtown success and yeah. also our twenties, you know, they, they bombed out again as they they as has become tradition. But they there's a lot of players coming up too. I don't think of the players you you named, I mean Gallon makes a side into his eighties. Uh, Pryor probably does, but I, I don't think any of those those players realistically make this seventeen. Yeah. Um and and you know, you, you have a look at it now, like let, let's have let, let's say Moylan and Dugan are probably gonna miss round one. That opens the door for a player like Will Kennedy. Absolutely. Right? That 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 really opens the door for a player like Will Kennedy. Um, and it gives him a crack. That opens there is a slight door ajar for a guy like Jackson Ferris who had a good game on the weekend. Uh, it leaves a door ajar for a Sione Katoa, and it makes these guys a lot more hungry, um, and it keeps them honest. And then you've got guys like Woods and Fafida who didn't have good 2019, so obviously they're going to want to step up for 2020. But you've got a guy like Ueli who probably deserves to start off last year's form, and then you've got a guy like Toby Rudolph who just wants to fucking kill everybody. He does. And like, I'm not sure if this guy has mates the way that he just runs at people. Like, I'm I'm really not... I, like, I fear to ask him on a podcast again the, the, the fact that he's just going to fucking whack me. Yeah, he just... Run, run at Perry, him big, yeah. He just, he just does not like people trying to tackle him. And he does not like that person with the football. And I'm all for that. Absolutely. But he's, he's going to make us better. Ueli's going to make us better. Uh, we've got a guy like Connor Tracy who probably off trial form, deserves to be starting. So he's going to put pressure on Sean Johnson, Matt Moylan, and he looked good at number nine as well. So he's got some pressure on Blake Braley. Absolutely. You've got, right. got a guy like Braden Trindle, who has got an enormous rugby league pedigree and just has something different. He has that indigenous flair to his game, as well as having a great kicking game, a great running game, can goal kick, plays off the cuff but knows how to play a bit of structure. So he's going to be there as well. People are just looking at the names lost but are not looking at the prospects coming through. And I think that's I think that's where Cronulla is going to catch people by surprise. And if, again, when you say that, you look at it, Ronaldo had some game time last year, so he's going to be smarter and better and he's going to have a full NRL preseason knowing that he's going to be in the team. Bronson Zeri, yes, he had that shoulder compli- or shoulder surgery, but... He's going to be better for the year. Blake Braley's going to be better knowing that he's going to be starting every week. I'm really excited. Britain Nakora, I'm, I'm really excited. And I, you know, people turn around saying that the Sharks are going to be, I've seen this anywhere from 9th to 14th online at the moment. We're going to be in the top eight. Yeah, we'll catch teams by surprise. Absolutely. The one player you didn't mention, Wade Graham, he didn't yeah. play half a season last year. And when he did, he came in and played Origin straight away. That's how yeah. good he is. And he's going yeah. to make a tremendous difference. He and Nakora are just going to play 80 minutes each. I think that's yeah. pretty much injury aside, give a given, considering the makeup of the bench. I think we've upgraded at nine. I know people are high on Jaden Braley. I, I don't get it. I just, I don't get it. Uh, I think Connor Tracy adds something that we didn't have last year. Yeah. And I think players like Magulius, you know, I don't think he'll be there round one, but... A couple rounds in, he would have played some. He's a special talent. There's no, yeah. there's no player like Wade Graham in the competition. No. There's no Billy Magulius. Uh, players like Kennedy, he's a freak. Some of the things yeah. he did for Newtown should not be possible at that level of football. If he brings that up with him, we, we're going to blow some sides away. I think we'll absolutely surprise some people. Couldn't agree more. And then you've got 
guys like we've mentioned, uh, Mawini Hirodi was the leading try scorer in New South Wales Cup. Uh, he's as quick as lightning. He should have scored a try on the weekend, but he stumbled and then fell into touch. <laughs> um, you got a guy like Royce Hunt, who again, like Toby Rudolph, does not like the person who's trying to tackle him and does not like the person with the ball. I'm all for that. Talakai, you mentioned. Scott Sorensen. Yes, he, he probably like very average football, a great New South Wales Cup player, but if if Scott Sorensen's only going to play 15 minutes, he, he you know, he, that 15 minutes is going to be a guy who's made of granite. Yeah. running at um, So, we've got a good squad. We've got a good side. Yeah, I agree. We've got, we got a really, really good... And I, and I guess people are basing this on the fact that Matt Moylan, you know, he's injured, he's always injured. Josh Dugan doesn't want to play football anymore. Sean Johnson's injured. Forget that. Look at the guys who are going to replace him. Look at the guys who are hungry. And and if you have a look at, you know, the, the article today saying that it's not healthy for Canala having Josh Morris there... Yes, we've given Josh a bit of a bagging, but he's Mr. Professional. He's still turning up to training. He He's still turning up to score a try. Like, if he was really pissed off at the club, he wouldn't have backed Sione Katoa up at half-time in a fucking trial game, but he did it. Exactly right. Um, he, he missed and, a tackle in, in the, um, I think it was for the first trial, maybe the second try in the second half yeah. in Manly, and he was filthy, yeah. absolutely yeah. filthy with himself. A player who yeah. doesn't give a shit... Doesn't react like that. Yeah, and and I mean, and it's a he, uh, yeah, it, it's good that you mentioned because he actually went into fullback, and you know they they made the shift out wide and then came back in and scored and he he was he threw his mouth guard. Yeah, absolutely, it's right. a fucking it's a trial game, yeah. and you're telling me he doesn't care about the sharks anymore? Yeah, it's it's ludicrous to suggest such such rubbish, yeah. honestly. Yeah, look, uh, look, you know. Let's talk about Josh Morris because he's probably not going to. He probably won't see the season out with this. The, the pressure will cave. Will you know whether we can come up with a couple of Roosters juniors to end up, um, you know, getting us those thirty, you know, the thirty players that we need to have, or whether we get a hundred k, you know, to put a bit of money in the bank or whatever it is. Josh Morris, at some stage in this in this season, will go and be a Rooster, but you know. He's, he's, just, he's just he's so professional and I'm, I'm glad he is at the club because yeah. he was he was fantastic last year and his attitude just doesn't change those Morris boys uh, they've, they've come from something else because they are just two very unique footy players they are and he's um look if we get six rounds out of Josh Morris I'd rather have him from six rounds than not like it's just yeah. it's no question for me yeah and, and again you talk about a guy who turned up to Cronulla last year on 210 or 200 eighty thousand dollars or whatever it was and was just happy to be playing footy and then all of a sudden he's in origin. Yeah, exactly you know? right. And he and Dugan were our best players last year for mine. I know yeah. Chad won the yeah. awards, but you know, farcical. Yeah. Um but you know in terms of in terms of twenty twenty players uh, I I got here players to watch. I think we've mentioned them. I've got Toby Rudolph, Connor Tracy and Ronaldo Mulatalo. Absolutely agreed. I'm gonna throw Talakai in there just because I'm leading his fan club. He probably won't play a whole yeah. lot of football, but if he does, watch out. Yeah, and I guess, you know, if we want to throw an outsider in as well, I'm going to go Royce Hunt because that guy is enormous. <laughs> Big um, boy. For a, player, for a player to come on leaps and bounds, I reckon Franklin Pele is going to be the name that we're going to hear. There's obviously guys like Hazleton, Monty Raper, Connor Lewin, etc. but, man, Franklin Pele. That... I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, like, good, good on... Uh, that man 
Manly player who decided to go one-on-one with him because no, I fucking wouldn't. Can... It's a trial game, mate. Score. <laughs> well, go for uh, it. Have another one. Please. <laughs> mate, I'll tell you what, that Newtown side is looking disgustingly strong. And, and I would I would have penciled us in for back-to-back premierships because I thought the halves combination would have been Connor Tracy and Trindle, but it's going to be Trindle and Jack A. Williams, which won the comp. Yeah, exactly right. So, backing up. Yeah, so uh, we've talked about Josh Morris. Uh, we've talked about the rookies. I think we're still going to blood some rookies this year. I think you're right. I think Talakai will get a game somewhere. Um, I think Royce Hunt will get a game. It wouldn't surprise me if Hiroti got a game or Jackson Ferris. Um, Connor Tracy's going to get some game time. Hopefully we see Trindle. Um, that would probably mean that uh, Chad Townsend's out of the team. Oh, what a game. Look, if it happens, it happens. Look, more, um, Johnson's going to miss game time. I mean, it's just, it's it's going to happen. So I think Connor's going to play a lot of football. And it wouldn't surprise me to see Trindle come on the bench and fill that utility role. I honestly think that if Connor Tracy can be a Mr. Fixer utility player, that if Sean Johnson got injured, you might just see Trindle slot into that half spot and keep Tracy on the bench. Yeah, don't disagree. Um, because I think if you get if you can get a guy who is like a real good impact player, why ruin that continuity? Because then if you're going to put him in the six and then put Trindle on at fourteen, who probably isn't going to be playing that fourteen role for Newtown, he's going to be playing in the seven or the six or whatever he's going to play. So you just slide him straight in. Um, but either way, it'd be fun. I tell you what, if we see an NRL game where Trindle and Tracy are the halves, I'm getting a box and I'm getting wasted it's that night. Great. Mate, throwing Billy off the bench for lols. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Woo. Um, Moylan and Dugan, Dan, where do you stand? Uh, look, unashamed fan of both. We're a better side with both on the field. There's Moylan for all his injuries, oozes class. He's the best ball-playing fullback in the game right now. I, I think he's better than Ponga in terms of try setting up tries. Definitely not scoring them. But uh, Dugan, I think, has to be there if he's fit. If he wants to medically retire and they can do it, what do you do? You can't stand in his way. If he's given up, he's given up. He's no good. I, I'm happy to back both players, but then if someone was to come in and say, hey, we'll take him off your off your cards at half freight, you can't fight too hard, I suppose. And that hurts to see. This is the thing that I'm, I'm seeing online and it's really frustrated me and it's, it's kind of why I've backed away from social media a bit in the last week and a half when this Josh Morris thing's come out. People turn around saying, why not just give him Matt Moylan? Well, because Matt Moylan's injured. Yeah, and Matt Moylan has been injured since August. Matt Moylan has been injured with his hamstring, with his lower back, with his calf muscle. We nearly got lucky sending him to the Tigers, but the Tigers didn't turn up for it. And Madge wanted him to play six, which is really unfortunate that he didn't go there. And then people are saying, well, what about Dugan? Why don't we just go and get rid of Dugan? Well, Dugan's got a knee injury, and he's also got his battles with mental health. And he's and, on 900k, like. Yeah, and it's not just as e- it's not just as easy. Like if it was just as easy to get these guys off the books, you'd go and do it, and you wouldn't have that problem with Josh Morris. But it's you know Josh Morris is the easy one at the moment because he's got two younger players in his position. He's probably going to be pushed out onto the wing. There's a vacancy at the Roosters, and his his brother's going to be there. And yes, he well his brother is there, and yes, he probably is going to go, but. I'm glad he's going on our terms. I'm glad we're turning around and saying, well, no, you're going to have to wait for Moylan or, and or Dugan to come back into the team before we'll even contemplate it. So, 
Absolutely, yeah. Look, I, I want if both full hundred percent fitness, they both make our seventeen every week. Yeah, yeah, and, and as you said, we are a better we are a better player with Matty Moylan in our team as long as Moylan's got confidence. Because you know, if a couple of those high balls go up and he's dropping them, well, he needs to go from the squad because Will Kennedy's not going to drop those balls. Yeah, mate, I'd be tempted. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if Johnson goes out, I'd be tempted to put Moylan in at six. Yeah, there's there's also that as well. Look, I guess I'm I guess I'm probably just on the the, the, the Trindle and and Connor Tracy bandwagon at the okay. moment. Could be worse, mate. It could really be worse. Yeah, yeah, we could be the Tigers. Exactly right. Well, geez, haven't we uh, paid them? Not enough. Uh, I've got I've got two players here that just excite the absolute shit out of me because I can't remember a combination like this for a long time, Dan. Bronson Zeri and Jesse Ramian. How does that sound as a centre combination for you? Absolutely fantastic. Was very, very excited when we signed Ramian like, to come back. Bronson's the most exciting young centre. That that could be an origin centre pairing in a year or two. A good, a good friend of the podcast, Paul Warren, actually said to me the other day, this is the closest combination to Gaznier and Cooper that you'll find. There you go. What? Mark Gaznia, all flair, all speed, all creativity. Matt Cooper, all power, all defence. Mm-hmm. Jesse Ramian, all power, all defence. Bronson Zeri, all flair, all speed. Mate, and I it's... wouldn't put it past Bronson to be in the papers for an Aaron phone call either, so... <laughs> yeah. Looking pretty good. <laughs> yeah. uh, those, those two guys are going to tear Shark Park apart. I can't wait for it. It's going to be good, and I'm looking forward to Katoa and Ronaldo on the wings too. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously I want Dugan and Ronaldo on the wings, but um, yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not going to complain with Ronaldo and Ferris, Ronaldo and Katoa, Ronaldo and Herodi. I'm not going to complain at all. And you know, if Matt Moylan's injured, I'm not going to complain if we back Will Kennedy to be a fullback. Spot on, agreed. It's exciting times, man. There's some young players coming through that we haven't seen for literally years. Yeah. Where do you have us finishing on the table, Dan? I've got on zero tackle, which I take a lot more seriously than most things, I've got us finishing seventh. And I, I believe yes. that. Seventh. Seventh again. Yeah. Look, I haven't I haven't made too much of going through other other squads and we are having another podcast on Thursday night and I promise I will turn up for it and we're gonna do our we're gonna do our season preview, but I can't decide whether I have us fourth or sixth. So I'm gonna put us fifth. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. I, I, I think on paper with the the class that we have in terms of just just pure names in terms of Moylan, Zeri, Ramian, Dugan, Sean Johnson, Andrew Feeder, Aaron Woods, Wade Graham, Britton Acora, Braden Hamlin, Newelli. Just those guys there. They're the makings of a top four squad, and then you put guys like Toby, like Connor Tracy, like Blake Braley, um, you know Ronaldo, and, and whoever's going to be on the wing as well, and Will Kennedy, and you put those guys in and around the squad. You've got all the campaigns for a top four for a top four side now. Souths have, I know Souths picked up the troll, but they're not the Souths that they were. Their forward pack's not that good, and we saw they got monstered by the Dragons. The Roosters have come back to the ballpark because they've got no Cooper Cronk. Melbourne, yes, they're going to keep being there. Cameron Smith's a little bit older. I think Parramatta are going to be the ones that are going to make that jump from fourth forward, which means the other teams are going to come backwards. But then it's 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 open. 
you know, it's a really open competition. Do, I don't think, like, I, I, I'd love to say that Manly aren't going to be in the top eight. I don't think they will be. So there's going to be an opening there. I think a uh, club like Newcastle, or Canberra, I mean, what's George Williams going to be like? Exactly right. Mate, you're giving too much away. This is Thursday's gear. Yeah, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, I haven't, I haven't put where I've got these other teams at the moment, but... I just think that if we can click and we can have a bit of luck with injuries, that we can be anywhere from that fourth to sixth spot. Mate, don't disagree. I think we're seventh. I think there's a fair few squads better than us, but there's a heap more worse, simply put. Well, I think I want to punch you in the face for saying that. What, that there's a heap worse? or No, that we're seventh. Okay, well, we'll see. What did I say last Where's your year? optimism, Dan? Where's your optimism? Mate, look, if I put us fourth, I get I get panned on social media. And I can't do it. You don't, you know I'm, like, not a controversial person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of social media, mate, we've got ten minutes to go. Let's fire through some of these questions, eh? Let's go. Okay, first one we got from Stephen, who said, actual thoughts on Moyle and value for money. 27, uh, 2018, absolutely. Knock Penrith out. We win the trade. Now, man, yeah, not so much. Yeah, look, 2018, Matt Moylan was one of the best five eights in the competition. And, you know, it's just a shame that Valentine Holmes left us and we went and got Sean Johnson. Like, I'm not complaining about having Sean Johnson in our squad by any means because he's a class player. But it sort of made Moylan redundant and then his injuries come in. Look, value for money, 2019, as you said, no, 2018, yes. So, you know, we've, we've probably paid him $1.8 million and got $900,000 worth of value out of him. Um, 2020 is a big year for him. Absolutely, yeah. This is the make or break. Um, Cat yep. asks, did you really go to the bathroom after Connor scored twice? Yes, both times. It was fantastic. I went to the bathroom when Toby Rudolph scored. There you go. RCB. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking good try. Uh, what would Chad yeah. have to do to lose his spot? Mate, I reckon he could fuck the coach's daughter and he'd still be the starting halfback. They love him down there. Oh, is this about Chad Townsend? What's yeah. he got to do to lose his spot? Yeah. Um, probably injured, well, in all honesty. Look, um, I mean, even if he was injured, they're probably going to wheel him out. Look, he he threw an intercept to Edric Lee. He blew a 5 on 2 overlap. He blew an overlap in a fucking nines game somehow. Um, he's just a really ordinary footballer who doesn't take any risks. And he's turning into Jeff Robson with a haircut. So <laughs> I don't know what... I don't know what he's got to do to lose his spot, but hopefully he does it and it happens. Yep, I agree. Uh, RCB also asked who we ship instead of Brett's brother, Bakuya. What was that? Uh, RCB asked who we can ship instead of Brett's brother for salary cap. I think Bakuya is the only realistic option. Yeah, again, going back into the Morris situation there, right? Um I don't think you can shift Bakuya because he's had an ankle reconstruction. He's not running, and I'm not sure what his value would be. But the thing is, if you don't get rid of a 33-year-old turning 34-year-old Josh Morris, you've got to get rid of a young kid, which means a Will Kennedy, a Ronaldo, a Katoa, a Ferris, a Braden Hamlin-Newelli, a Toby Rudolph, a Britton Nakora, someone who's going to be there in the future. And yes, it sucks losing Josh Morris now, but Josh Morris isn't going to be there in two or three years' time. So if we've got to get rid of Josh Morris and get 100 and cop 100K, if Jason Bakuya was fit, maybe. Um, don't really want to get rid of Aaron Woods, but he's another one that might have some value. 
maybe you just get rid of Josh Morris. Yeah, it seems to. Yeah. We've got the we've got the back line. We do have the back line stock, and again, it's really a, it's really frustrating when they turn around and say, "Well, out," you know, with Dugan, Moylan, and and uh, Morris gone, we don't have much in the backs. But we've still got Kennedy, we've still got Catole, we've still got Ronaldo, we've still got Zeri, we've still got Herodi, we've still got Ramian. Yeah, no. Fuck it, they, get rid of him. Get the hundred grand, mate. They they can't Google these these blokes. Um, no. Redman asked, "Who has the most to prove this year?" Sean Johnson. Yeah, absolutely agreed. I, I think he and um, I think look, I think Ramian's under a bit of a, you know, because he, he went to Newcastle with humongous raps and came back probably half the player. But I yep. I blame Newcastle. Yeah, um, it's, it's easy to shit on Newcastle. The other person who's probably got a bit to prove as well is Andrew Fafita. Twenty eighteen prop of the year, twenty nineteen flop of the year. Um, so I think he's got a bit to prove, and I'm really, really happy that he had his knee surgery and didn't play in the All-Stars or the Nines and had a bit of a rest. And I think it did him well because he, he looked pretty good in the in the trial game. In his runs, he, he was moving a lot better. He did, did you forget the impact of his runs. His movement was just better. Yeah, that's good. Um, Adrian asked, will Katoa last a year on the wing? I think only if Morrison doing an outfit. Uh, well, I mean, he's 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 nothing else but a winger. So, is he going to play every game on the wing for us? No. Is he going to get games on the wing? Yes. Will he play more than he doesn't? Probably. But he's yeah, he's not going to be there from round one to round twenty-five. No, agreed. Uh, Arthur, well, this isn't really a question. Surely he won't be helping the Roosters release to someone else. Not that easy, unfortunately. There aren't many clubs that could afford a player like that now. But, the, but this is the thing. Josh Morris was all but signed in the Super League until we came in to give him a two-year deal. Even the Gold Coast Titans turned their nose up at Josh Morris. Where were the Roosters then? Where was any team then? Now, all of a sudden, we're the bag. We gave this guy a lifeline. He didn't have to go and live in fucking cold, snowing England. He got to stay in the beautiful Shire, and now we're the bad guys. Exactly right, mate. Two, two more. NRL CEO asked how many minutes for Toby this year. All of them. All of them. I agree. Every single one he'll, of them. He'll play forty. He'll play forty a week. Um, yeah. And your mate, Mister Paul Warren, asks on a scale of one to ten, how bad do you want to bum Young Braley? No, it's how bad does he want to bum Blake Braley? And no, I, I know. Believe me, every day I get a message saying, <laughs> I, I get a photo of Blake Braley shirtless saying, I'm going to bum him. Uh, good on you, Paul. Yep. You go for it. Um, yeah. Mate, it's a ten from me as well. Like. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, whatever. What, watching him make that break out of dummy half is something I haven't seen yep. for two years. I, I, I think if I'm going to take an unsuspecting player that I can manhandle, it's probably going to be Com Tracy. Com <laughs> Tracy, yeah. You'll get in line, I'm mate. Gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try Rudolph because he'll just kill me. <laughs> yeah, he so, would. We'll, we'll go the pretty young kid. We'll go Tracy. We'll, the two of us can take him. Mate, that was fun. It's good to be back. Yep. That was good. I'm, I'm so glad to see you. I'll see you Thursday. Yeah, Thursday night. Everyone tune in. Let's, let's get some more questions. And until then, how come to Tracy? How come Tracy? Love you.